The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. My Italian mother, we went to my, my closest, my close friend in college is Matthias Kiwanuka, who was a defensive end for the New York Giants. Okay. We went to a game where he played in Detroit and he got hurt. As we were walking out, she went in the bathroom, came back out, threw her shirt away. Luckily, she was wearing a jacket over it. But she's like, it's all my fault. It's this shirt. And we're like, got it. So my mom caused an injury that's, from the stands. Yeah, that's I would yeah. never think anything like that. Hi, I'm Cynthia Freeland, and I am an expert dog mom. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Broadway smash hit, Off the Beat. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner, and of course, this isn't a Broadway hit at all. It's a podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, Today, it's, well, it's the second week of February. And does anybody know what that means? Raise your hands, please. I can't see them. But this Sunday is America's newest national holiday. That's right. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I'm excited. I hope at least some of you are as well, whether you're watching for the game or for the commercials or for Usher, the halftime performer. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is a day that, well... We all get to sit around and and eat bad food and consume various beverages. Super Bowl 58, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. As many of you know, I, I actually do not have a specific dog in this fight, but I, I do expect it to be a, a very, very good game. Two of the best teams this year. No one can argue that. And 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 two of the best franchises in football squaring off in this game. Uh, for the Chiefs, their last Super Bowl was, well, it was last year. So they're looking to go back-to-back for the first time since the Patriots won Super Bowls 38 and 39 back in 04 and 05. Friends, nearly 20 years ago. I couldn't believe that when I looked it up. Uh, the Niners, speaking of shocking, uh, to me at least, I can't believe they have not won the Super Bowl for almost 30 years now. Gosh, that makes me feel so old. It felt like they were winning every Super Bowl for so long. Uh, their last Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl 29 in Miami, uh, where Steve Young 
was still the quarterback. Although the Niners have not won in 29 years, these two teams met a mere four years ago, Super Bowl 54. Many, many of the of the people are the same. The coaches are the same. Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. Many of the players are the same. Patrick Mahomes, Maauto, State Farm joke. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Has Travis Kelsey been in the news this year at all? I don't know. I haven't heard much from Travis since I saw him at the American Century Championship last year. It's like he's hasn't been in the news that much. Uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, many, many more. Uh, there's two differences, though, for the Niners. Of course, Christian McCaffrey and Mr. No Longer Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Is that going to be enough against, um, well, against probably the biggest change for the Chiefs, their defense? I looked it up, depending on which metrics and numbers or whatever you use. Uh, But most people say the number two total defense in the league this year. I couldn't find anyone who ranked them outside of the top five. A very, very uh, differently constructed team this year for the Chiefs, though, of course. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Now, speaking of numbers, we have the amazing Cynthia Freeland on the podcast today. Special visit for Super Bowl week. Uh, She is, as many of you know, the numbers expert over at the NFL Network. And uh, in just a few minutes, I'm going to have her on to get her her valuable insight on the big game and and see if if I can get any of you with a, um, shall we say, financial interest in the game, well, maybe get you a little bit of help. Uh, Cynthia is going to be joining us in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to take a little pause here and um, and talk about my year so far. You know, I love talking to all my great guests here, and I feel like that's what this program is all about. I never wanted to be about me, but I do get questions on social media and when I run into people about what what it is that I'm doing. They'll see a, a picture on social media. Why are you in Orlando? What are you doing? Are you a golfer now? Like what what are you doing? Um and so I want to take a few minutes and, and just talk about uh what I've been doing and specifically an event I'll talk about in a minute that uh was very, very meaningful for me. I want to start back a couple of weeks ago. I was in Orlando for Orlando. I I always, whenever I say now Orlando, I think of the um, Book of Mormon (laughs) song, Orlando. Uh, The Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions there in Orlando, Florida. You know, my mom was born in Orlando and uh my grandparents lived there uh their their most of their lives so I spent a lot of time in the Orlando area it's always great to go back um but the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions is um well <laughs> it's not let's just say this it's not relaxing okay uh it is 5 days of golf it is a professional golf tournament celebrities are playing in a professional golf tournament alongside the LPGA players, any player who has won a tournament over the last three years. Now, winning any golf tournament is not easy. Winning a professional golf tournament on the LPGA tour is certainly no no small feat. So we played along them. Uh, I played five days in a row. I walked for four of them. And, um, well, let's just say it. it was, it started out well for me. Okay. Probably my best tournament round, at least in a, in a long, long time. I, um, I had a few birdies round one. I played really well. My best score, certainly at the Orlando tournament there at Lake Nona golf club. Um, and, and on 18, I made birdie on the first day and I've told a few people since I walked into the clubhouse. I was playing at the end of the day and I walked in the clubhouse. And most of the other players were assembled there having lunch and all the 
televisions were on. And I birdied 18 and I walked in the clubhouse and I said, it was like I had just had a movie premiere. That's how I, f- I felt. I walked into the room and people were clapping and yelling and because everyone had just seen on national television, my let's call it a 22 foot birdie up the hill, drifting right slightly into the hole. And, uh, and everyone was in there watching. Obviously when I walked in, not too much, uh, later, maybe one of the best, the best sports feelings that I've ever had. Now we then played round two, didn't go quite as well. Round three, kind of the same as round two by round four. I wanted to be anywhere else on the planet. Okay. It was, uh, it was the struggle. It was a struggle bus as, as we call it in the business. Uh, not, not easy. It was, it was rainy. It was windy. It was cold. I wasn't happy, but you know, I'm out there on the course and I'm thinking to myself, why do, why do I do this to myself? Why am I out? Why I'm not, this is not my chosen profession. Why am I golfing on television in front of people walking this course eight plus miles, by the way, in the rain and wet and cold? Um, why am I doing, why am I here? And in, in, in the weeks, a couple of weeks since I left, I, I, I realized why I did it. I, uh, I ran into Charlie Reimer, professional golfer, golf channel analyst, and was talking to him about it and saying that, like, why am I doing this to myself? And he says, well, people don't realize who just think of golf as being in a golf cart, having beverages, hitting the ball every few minutes. And they're like, eh, it's not really a sport. He's like, it's a very different thing where you're walking in these tough conditions in rain and wind and cold and, uh, and, and the strain that it puts on your body have doing the same, uh, repetitive motion for four straight, five straight days, but you know, walking four and some people playing, you know, six or seven days in a row. Um, it is the challenge for me, the physical challenge, the mental challenge, because mentally it's very difficult as well to stay focused for so long. Um, I, I love it. I love doing, it gives me so much joy, even in the moment. Sometimes when I think I don't want to be here anymore, it, it gives me a tremendous amount of joy. So I appreciate Hilton Grand Vacations inviting me out. And it, that's another reason I'm there, by the way, is they put on a hell of an event there at Lake Nona Golf Club. The people at Lake Nona do a great job. This is a championship level course, clearly, because we're playing the Tournament of Champions there. But also, it's so incredible for me to get to play with the pros there. Uh, Lydia Ko, who I've gotten to know over the last several years, uh, both at PXG, when she was at PXG, and then also here at the Tournament of Champions. She was the winner, 14 under for the week in incredibly difficult conditions this year. Uh, I was I was so happy and proud of her. Um, but I got to play with some, um, the first day I am paired in a professional golf event with the number one player in the world, Lilia Fu. Unbelievable. I also got to play with, uh, Leona McGuire, Paula Rito, Jennifer Cupcho. Uh, I had a great, great time and watching them play golf, seeing their distance control and, um, their accuracy off the tee is um, is 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 really fun. I also want to congratulate the Flying Squirrel, Jeff McNeil, baseball player for the New York Mets, two-time All-Star, 2022 All-Star starting second baseman. He won the batting title that year, Silver Slugger Award. Uh, apparently, he's he's one hell of a golfer. Uh, we use the old Stableford format in the celebrity division, which means basically you can't get any worse than double bogey. I mean, let's just sum it up that way. So we get positive numbers there. One thirty-eight. He finished two ahead of playing, playing in the celebrity division. Oh, just LPGA legend and hall of famer, Annika Sorenstam. Yeah. She finished 
two behind, and she she lives on the course. So uh, Jeff obviously was playing. Well, he was playing some hell of a golf that week. Um, so congratulations to him. I just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody there in Orlando for a great week. If you have never gone out to an LPGA event, well, in the words of Nike, just do it. All right. Um, suffice it to say, when I finished there on that cold, wet, windy Sunday, I did not want to play golf at all anymore, except I had to, because shortly after that, I went to, I traveled across the, the other pond, uh, the Pacific ocean to the big Island of Hawaii. I went to the ACE shootout there in Hawaii. And I wanted to take a couple moments here and tell you about the ACE shootout. I was moved so much on this uh, latest trip. I'm still probably suffering from jet lag, so I'm a little jittery, still feel a little emotional about it, Uh, but I'm going to try as best I can to tell you uh, a little bit about the Ace Shootout. Ace Hardware, for 27 years, they have been putting on this event, the Ace Shootout. Ace Hardware and their, their vendor partners, Craftsman is one, Shark Bite, Uh, Many of them, they have raised $40 million for Children's Miracle Network hospitals just through the ACE shootout. Uh, We had the opportunity to meet um, Niall, one of their their heroes, one of the kids who has uh, been served uh, by one of the hospitals in the Children's Miracle Network. He is a beautiful, beautiful child with an amazing spirit, uh, perseverance. He recently received cochlear uh, implants and uh, is starting now to hear for the first time in, uh, in his life. And the opportunity, the gift that I had by going to this event and meeting Niall and 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 many other patients who are are served was um well it, it was unbelievable uh, it was an unbelievable experience for me and made me feel so lucky to be present there as i said 40 million dollars this year this year alone for this week during the a shootout they raised over $3.6 million for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to walk for, for four days in a row. I And I until we started uh, the skills uh, competition, I did not pick up a golf club in between Orlando and that. I People are like, are you going to play a practice round? Are you going to to the range. I was like, look, I've hit enough balls because <laughs> I hit more than most in Orlando. I either am going to have it or I'm not. And no amount of uh, pounding balls on the range is going to help me. Uh, but thankfully it's a, it's a skills challenge type format. Other celebrities who were lucky enough to be there, Greg Maddox, hall of fame pitcher, Darren Williams and JJ Berea. Uh, from the National Basketball Association, NFL legends and Super Bowl champions uh, like Tim Brown and Santonio Holmes, who I had not met before. Santonio Holmes is credited with, some might say, the greatest catch in Super Bowl history, Super Bowl Forty-Three. He was named the MVP. And since I have, uh, since I met him, I've been back, uh, watched on YouTube. The replay is still there. 40 seconds left of the game. Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball into the corner of the end, to, end zone. Uh, Santonio Holmes catches it to, to help them win the game. He was named Super Bowl MVP. And also more significantly than all of that, that was my first Super Bowl. First Super Bowl, I was at the game, and uh, I saw it happen live and in person. And I thought, this is the greatest play I've ever seen live when I saw it. 
especially with so much on the line. But the reason I was at that game was because immediately following that catch, now there's an award ceremony and so forth. So, you know, maybe 45 minutes later on uh, NBC, uh, The Office aired after the Super Bowl. The episode, Stress Relief, with the largest audience, obviously, airing after the Super Bowl in the history of the show. Uh, and that's why I was there at the game. So it, it that moment holds a special significance for me. But also just that, that whole day, that whole experience of being there in, uh, in Tampa is, um, oh, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to me. And so to be able to one, go to this event and two, uh, have Santonio Holmes there and, and three, be able to, to tell him that story that he is now, whether, you know, he knew it, not, he didn't know it before that, uh, that, that evening when I told him, but he's, he is a part of, of my history and my personal history. And, you know, I think that's, what's so cool about sports. There's so many people were affected one way or the other by that moment. Some because they were rooting for a specific team, but some, sometimes other things that were involved, uh, for me, the office airing after that game was, um, was truly special. So to be able to tell him that story, which he, I don't know, he at least seemed interested in it. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, also have to mention Michael Waltrip was there. Every event is made better with Michael Waltrip being there. Of course, a Fox sports NASCAR contributor and two time Daytona 500 champion, Michael Waltrip and many, many others, by the way, it's a, it's a, it's just a special, special event benefiting many of the children's hospitals through CMN, um, a, a hospital very near and dear to my heart, Radies Children's Hospital in San Diego. They were able to benefit because of my participation in the event. I named them as my benefactor for any money that I may or may not have won. But that's that's why I participated. That's why I I, I drug myself from Orlando to uh, to Hawaii to uh, participate in, in that event. Now, there's there's many ways for the hospitals to win uh, by winning or placing in in various challenges. And also Milwaukee Tools sponsored a, a fan favorite competition as well. Now, how did I do? How much was I? able to win or not win for Radies Children's Hospital. Well, you got to tune in to find that out. April 22nd on the Golf Channel because when I say Golf Channel, I'm sure you all think of me. <laughs> Cuz at least, well, at least at the beginning of 2024, I've, I've been on the Golf Channel about as much as anybody. Um hopefully that's going to subside soon and we'll get back to some other some other business at hand, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to take a couple minutes. You know, we, I love talking to my guests, but I do get questions at times. What is what you posted? Why are you in Hawaii? What are you doing traveling or why are you on another airplane? Uh, well, sometimes it's for fun. Uh, sometimes it's for competition and sometimes, well, it's for other people who need, need some help. So that has been my time. And uh, speaking of travel, yeah, I'm on the road again this week. Back to football. I will be departing in mere hours to Viva Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. I've got some other uh, events happening there. But this week, I could not let this week go by without talking to Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, born in Michigan, a rabid, some might say rabid, Detroit Lions fan. Uh, I know she had she had her heart broken by the Niners last week. And, you know, a little bit of me died last week, too, with that game. I was really rooting uh, for Detroit and the Lions. Uh, but I think now with uh, Dan Campbell there in Detroit, the Lions are going to be relevant here uh, and have a shot for years to come. Although Green Bay looking 
pretty good as well. Uh, Cynthia went to Boston College. She got a biology degree. Then she went to Northwestern. She got a Master of Business Administration degree in finance, entrepreneurship, which I find the, the most difficult word in the English language to say, by the way, entrepreneurship and innovation. Also a Master of Science degree on predictive analysis uh, from said Northwestern University. Let's face it, Cynthia does the numbers way better than I do or ever did. Uh, since 2016, she's been at the NFL Network, and today she's going to tell us who's going to win Super Bowl 58. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm soaked. The dog has had me outside like 15 times today. So, <laughs> a little sick dog, I understand. He decided that he was going to drink all of the water out of the puddle. Yeah. Um, and that gave him not a very happy ride. <laughs> and he's uh, so, though, so, you can't. This oh, is. People talk about the storm of the century here in Southern California. It has even more repercussions for you. This is the grossest storm I've ever lived through. Let me just, it's a, it's a literal poop storm for me. So, okay. Yeah. Well, you'll be, uh, you'll be in Vegas soon and somebody else will be dealing with that. Are you packed? Are you ready to go? No, I'm not even close. I got to figure, I mean, I'm kind of a last minute packer though, so. Whatever. All right. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, well, first off, my condolences uh, on sure. the Lions last week. Have you recovered yet? You know, it was pretty quick after that I figured out, like, to be more happy that they exceeded expectations than being sad about how it ended. It just sucks when you have such a big lead and then the other team comes back and wins. But whatever. I mean... They're a little earlier in terms of their sort of rebuild and the expectations I had. So on some level, I got a chance to go to one of the playoff games at home. I was in Detroit. I got the, a chance to buy the entire bar um, round of drinks, which was 
a very inexpensive round of drink. Let me kind of just do it that way. But it was so much fun. I've never done that before. I'd be like, the whole bar's on me. Oh my God. That's <laughs> awesome. That. So it was, it was it, like I said, in Detroit, that's far more reasonable. Than in LA. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Buying a round of drinks in, uh, in, in Detroit, that's, uh, well, it would not be the same as no. <laughs> uh, in the, at, at the, on the coast there in uh, Los <laughs> Angeles. Uh, I got to ask you, you know, Dan Campbell, he's not, it's not Riverboat Ron, it's uh, Gambling Dan, maybe that, that we need alliteration. Is that, yeah. I don't know. Um, What do you, what, what, what do you, what do you think about, uh, about, about, about his style and do you think, uh, do you think it, it hurt toward the end of the game as a numbers person? Look, I think in terms of his style, I think he's one of, if not the most authentic coach that we have. I mean, I don't think there's any piece of him that doesn't act like from the moment he wakes up till the moment he goes to bed, he is biting kneecaps. Like I, I am sure of that. The players that I've spoken to have said, no, this is actually like, he's all emotion all the time. So I think that authenticity like bleeds through. And I think the players really responded to that. And I also think that it wasn't so much necessarily like analytics calls or numbers calls. It was more about that was their identity. I mean, the number of plays, you know, I, you never want to like tie them down. Like how many plays in the playbook are actually fourth down plays. But, you know, I, I asked for a range and that range that he told me was higher than most coaches have. So the reality is, is they just, it wasn't necessarily like, because they thought the probabilities were in their favor. It was more because they, that's who they were. And I'm not mad about any of those calls in the, in the SF game. I mean, I don't think he called the like uh, Jameer Gibbs fumble play, just, just a, you know, <laughs> don't think he called that. Probably also don't think he called the like, you know, uh, Brandon, Ayuk catch a ball that bounced off the defender's head, but you know, also probably not. I don't right. think Paul Shanahan called that. Although I, if he could, that'd be pretty cool. But like, <laughs> you know, like, so I'm not so mad about it. It's more some of the things I think time management wise at the end of the game were a little bit more problematic from the standpoint of runs or passes on certain downs. That's actually is a little ironic because that's like how Kyle Shanahan maybe exited Atlanta. But you know, right. it's, it's it's an interesting. It was just, but again, that's it's more identity than analytics. So you can't really be mad at it because they were outmatched. I mean, they were seven and a half, I think seven and it was at least seven or seven and a half point underdogs. It wasn't like they're 14 point favorites and blew this massive lead. Right. So, right. You know, I mean, spoiler alert, they won me a little bit of money. So I, I didn't hate that. I just more was, uh, I was, I was rooting for them to win, but, uh, it's just a better story. I mean, I like, we, you know, I'm biased hundred percent. And I like the Niners. It's like no anti-Niner sentiment. It's just more like I've seen the Super Bowl. I was there in Miami, you know, like right. I want to see the Lions, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I could say I wasn't anti-Niners, but I am, I'm uh, an unbiased uh, journalist here. Just trying to figure out what's going to happen in this game. Now I want to talk a little bit about you first, because I think you're, your story is is fascinating. As I just told uh, the listeners, you have eighty seven degrees in a variety in a in a variety of of topics, not including sports. Um, significantly, a master of science degree in predictive analysis from Northwestern. Now, you were a financial advisor. How did you start to going to work for the NFL? In, in business school. So when I started business school with my finance background, I was, you know, did like I banking the whole thing before business school, pretty normal stuff. Um, I cold emailed the then CFO of the NFL. His name is Anthony Noto. He's now the CEO of SoFi after going through like Goldman, NFL, Goldman, Twitter, whatever. Like he's, he's the freaking man. And he was a linebacker at army. If that, he has linebacker mentality, if that's right. right. Um, <laughs> He, uh, I, I cold emailed him because I had read his research reports and I really liked him. He was then the CFO of the NFL. So when I was kind of trying to figure out my way, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to do my summer internship, like all, you know, cocky MBA kids. You're like, I, I can go back into investment banking if I want to. <laughs> and so I emailed him and was like, can I come work at the NFL? And that, and thus began my journey with the NFL. Um, 
and a couple of the projects I worked on there from a finance standpoint were a 17 game season, two teams moving to LA. This was 2008. So there was only, there were no, and a failed joint venture between ESPN classic and the NFL network. It was wild times. I didn't know who any of these people were like yelling at each other. I want Wisconsin football. And then, you know, we can't pay for it was incredible, incredible stuff. Wow. So you (laughs) worked on a 17 game schedule. Yeah, back in 2008. And the cool part was I got to talk to the competition committee members who are like these, you know, Hall of Fame coaches, like people who know more, they've forgotten more about football yesterday than the rest of us will ever know. And asking them about fairness and how to keep parity, which is really what everyone and including myself believes is the true advantage of NFL football as opposed to any other professional sport. And that there's a dog and um, <laughs> I thought it was you. No, Sorry, was, go ahead. He just wants to make everyone know he's, he's here. It's like, Gordy's here. I'm here. Um, so, and, and that was kind of where I started to really be able to map together how like, m- like analytics or at that time, you know, a lot of Excel documents, if I learned how to code in better languages, I could make better models. And those models, which were usually to inform revenue, they could be switched to inform performance because more competitive games for longer, more of an opportunity to make it to the playoffs means more viewers, more viewers, more people care, more money round and round we go. So interesting. <laughs> I read uh, this Detroit free press article. This quote stood out. This is from 2018. Oh God. <laughs> um, no, but this, because look, I, I am a part of, I obviously analytics are important, right? And I mean, you, you, the master of all sports analytics would probably be the Oakland athletics, right? I mean, like in terms of small market yet, they make the playoffs. They may not win, um, Mm -hmm. but they make the playoffs. They're using it. But this debate that sort of rages between analytics and gut, right? In a way, in a way, Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Campbell. Now that's reductive. I understand that because everybody's using it to some degree. But I think that this quote from you helped me to sort of understand and see analytics in a totally new way. You said statistics is seeing that two defensive ends had the same number of sacks, but analytics can measure who is the better player of the two. And that often has to do with what they're asked to do and the specific defenses that they're in and how well that they do it. And so the idea is it's not just numbers or knowing numbers, but I think through your work as well, it's being an insider and talking to other people, understanding what defenses, for example, in that example are being run and, and, and and using all of that information together to help, be more predictive i don't know is that i think it's to like really know you know i I use this analogy a lot is like we kind of have a sense of who's overpaid we kind of have a sense of who's underpaid but you kind of need to know what paid is to be able to understand where that line actually is at the extremes everyone can figure it out everyone knows that there are good it's almost draft time there are good quarterbacks coming up in this draft and there are ones that maybe aren't quite as talented right now however what an analytics point of view could tell you is who has the better chance of being a better backup in a specific system, who has a better chance of, you know, there's so many different ways to, to sort of slice it that you can say, in my system, I'm looking for these attributes. I can handle not having these, right? So it's less about being reductive, as you say, and more about finding a way to say, these are the potential assets. This is how they could work. Or these are, you know, the the potential attributes, and this is how we could nurture that development. I'm never going to dunk a basketball. I'm not tall enough to do that. However, I could potentially learn to to shoot three points three point shots better, right? Like right. there is something that nature is absolutely already made a boundary, but there are other things that make me more or less likely to be able to do something. That's fascinating. You write you write your own code. So you're not using other people's codes. You're no, I don't trust anyone else. This is I have like severe trust issues. No way, I don't use anyone else's code. Stay away. Um, what was what what what? Speaking of statistics, what was your record against the spread this year? So I just went through and asked my producer because 
because I work for the NFL and we're not allowed to gamble, oh. I do not keep track. Right. You know, we're not allowed to do anything on our own. But although we pick every game with numbers, but don't ask me. <laughs> I, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. So he told me that as of right now, I'm 176 and 108. So that's 61.97%. Are you serious? <laughs> he just emailed it to me because I was like, I don't know. And then, see, we don't – like, we have to pick every game. There's yeah, no that's way. the point. You have to pick every game. Some you don't want to pick. Right. Well, I will say, this year, though, some of that I haven't wanted to pick have helped me out a lot. <laughs> this year was a little – this year was a little whack. But, like, you know, uh, many years it's uh, not that same. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I emailed him because I was like, I'm not – this is not on me. 176 – we've had 284 games as of right now, 176 and 108. Wow. That's yeah. very impressive. Well, now I'm going to be 176 and 109. I just feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about, um, well, and we'll see what happens with the news. Maybe you'll be going back to work for ESPN. Why you worked after the league office, you went and worked for ESPN for almost five years and then transitioned over uh, to the NFL network. Why, what made you make that decision? Well, I was after business school, when I was done with business school, I went to Disney out here okay. in Los Angeles and I was working in like the, the strap planning, like the scary part of it, right? Where they're like, you, but we'll buy you Lucasfilms or we'll make some terrible acquisitions that I won't talk about in any interview going for anyways. <laughs> but we work on these things that were like larger financial models, not dissimilar to what I had been doing at the NFL. It was the lockout year at the NFL, and I had had a health issue, so I was not going to be able to get health insurance, which is why I made the leap to Disney after doing that failed JV. With That's that's how it all pieces together. So I came out here. I started doing that. Then an, a role opened out in Bristol, so I moved from Los Angeles to West Hartford, Connecticut. Good decisions. My life choices are really good. Um, and uh, to work on the innovation team, which was like being able to use big data, sort of like money before anyone was calling it like they were like money balling things right? right like analytics but also since i had an actual tech background figuring out how to sort of monetize different elements of this new analytics thing that was coming right so the day that paul d podesta of oakland days fame got hired by the cleveland browns nobody at espn knew how to talk about it so for my very first time ever on tv was a 6 p.m sports center talking about baseball and then football and what is quote unquote, money ball for football mean. And th and there wow. we have it. Then we have a switch. Then I had started doing it and they're like, why don't you come on home to the NFL? Because I still was very close with my NFL peeps. And I came back to really what I, what I want to do is help evolve this narrative around using data for storytelling. That's not like, I'm going to say this like really splashy thing and you're going to be mad at it or not. It's more about, okay, this is what you're seeing. And this is why this is a trend that's following or this is a trend that's breaking. So, you know, it's like helping the fan who's already very smart be a little bit more like, okay, well, when you talk about like outside zone runs, why isn't that working this year? Or why does it look different? Why are people running the A gap again, right? As opposed to, because there's always a pendulum that swings. And this, yes. this year, actually, we saw the defenses be far more impactful than we've seen in recent years. So as that pendulum swings, we get to see a little bit of more of the macro narrative around it as opposed to being like i don't like this person <laughs> i'm much more the second i'm much i'm much more the second but i'm i'm pickier well, see, you're entertaining a lot of people just yell into space like i that last week i got real mad like i was listening to some of these takes on dan campbell and people were yelling into space about stuff and i'm like I don't even think this is, they're projecting something else. Like this is like a therapy session for them. This isn't about Dan Campbell's decision. -making. Like, I'm like, we've gone well past that, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. I can't, I can't listen to it. I can't do it. I just, can't, I just can't do it. And I don't need to name any names. I could name a number of names. I just, my limit is reached. I'm too, I, I don't know. I don't feel old, but it feels, I feel like crotchety and weirdly these, most of these people are older than I am, but they're just yelling. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like the angry old man syndrome. Not I also don't, I'd also don't love when people say that the analytics say during a broadcast, see, that's what I want to do next. No, I want to do in, in game. I, I've started trying to do it with preseason with the bills. And if you can do, and if you can get the internet to work real time on code in 
Highmark Stadium, you can get it to work anywhere because it's just not it's not a new stadium. It's an older stadium. Right. So that's what I've been trying to do. So we can say, hey, the instant pressure rate, right? Bills, you always talk about defensive pressure. Like Bills love, like you talk about Bills, you talk about pressure on the defense. And so you'd be like, hey, right now they're tracking at 35%, which is way lower than their 42% that they usually do. Why? Okay, this is what's happening. Then you can have a better conversation about it. So, but I don't like, it's always about like fourth down decision. The analytics say to go for it. The analytics say not to go for it. And you're like, well, the reality is, is the model that they're using says in the past from this down distance and time on the clock remaining, that this is what the outcome has been. But they don't know if like the right guard's been just getting smoked by Aaron Donald for the past six possessions, whatever, you know, they don't have that like nuance part. So it is, and look, we don't have enough time on the broadcast to say, well, here's the nuances, the right? right. Like, there's 11 people moving all the time, but, but it is also a little frustrating as a person who I'm never saying anything. Like I'm, I'm saying, in fact, I'm useless, whatever. But like, you know, like the analytics are never like you do like, no, there's no like a robot code in the back of a coach. It's like, beep, must do like, no, it's, it's, here's a decision that you need to make. And actually sometimes you have to make the low probability decision. Like you just yeah. do. So, it, it, you know, there, I, I love that you're saying that. And I think that there's another component as well. And you tell me as a, as a numbers person, if I'm way off here, I know people make too much out of momentum or energy, but there, but, but hold, but hold, hold, hold on one second. There, there's a specific play that I, I always reference, which to me is like the, the model of this. And I believe that I was proved right because they w- shot a show around it. And when you watch the show, it makes you want to, to kill somebody. Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. the two Hail Mary game in Arizona in the playoffs where literally with no time left on the clock, Rogers throws a Hail Mary to, to come within one point and they kick the extra point. Now there was some question about whether or not he caught the ball or they went to replay. And during that season, all or nothing uh, was on the Arizona Cardinals. So it came out and NFL films was in there documenting every moment. And do you know what every single person on the Arizona sideline was doing after the play was made before the, the point after attempt, they were looking at the scoreboard. They were looking at the score. Like, did, was that a, did, did that, did that just, did, was that a, was that a cat? Did that really just, was that what, like they were defeat. It was over. You go for two and you win the game and whatever the quote unquote analytics say in that moment, (laughs) to me, you have, you have to define the time of the game, the circumstances around that as well. Not just if Aaron Donald is smoking the right, uh, mm-hmm. the, the right yeah. tackle, but like where, where we are, we haven't never <laughs> talking about, well, the analytics say in the past with no time left on a clock in a playoff game where you've just had a hail Mary thrown against you really. And then of course, you know, green Bay never got the ball. Not that I'm still living back then, but, I was in the stadium that day and I, even at the moment I screamed and screamed, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, anyway. All right. So wait, I'll give you an answer for that. Okay. Because I think the two things that get conflated are momentum and psychology. There is a psychological factor when you have a massive play like that. And if you have another one in the arsenal where you have a stronger belief in yourself, I am not a psychologist, but I think those behavioral aspects are measurable. When people say the word momentum, that gets tricky because like, I don't really always know what they mean, right? Like in Got that it. case, I know what you mean by it, but like, so, like sometimes people be like, well, if I get up on my couch and I watch from my bathroom, it's through the little window, like, I've, I've thus, you know, a butterfly wing flapped in Japan and whatever, like, you know, like that, that's not the, the same, right? Like, I think we have to be careful with psychology. Okay. And, like whatever we mean by okay so psychology you think is valid momentum i think the psychology mo- is valid i'm not sure always it's just like when the the word analytics has been bastardized right the word momentum okay. also bastardized right like Fair. object in motion stays in motion object in stuff, whatever like we get it but like sometimes they stop sometimes they, like it's 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 very tricky because i would argue sometimes it's like well now it's special teams guys and for the, it's not the same people like but right. the, the psychology i think is real i don't but again, you're, you're bastardizing the word momentum. If you just use it for everything. 
right. up, they've got momentum swing, up, momentum swing, up, momentum. like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Just like up, oh, the analytics say. I I need to watch. I it sounds like you and I are the same. I need to watch the games with you because I spend as much time yelling at the announcers as I do anybody else. And I think based on this conversation, I find I just do this. we're on the we're okay. on the same page. Yeah, I mean, some of them are. I, I will say the ones that are great are really like. I, I'm like a I'm like a Greg Olson fan times a million. Like I think he does a great job. So like he he, and he doesn't do get too. too in his uh in his bag with weird trick phrases, right? Right. No, I and Iron Eagle. I I will go to the mat for Iron Eagle. I love Iron Eagle. He's also like the he's like super fun to work with. So well, yeah, that makes that makes a difference too. Yeah. But wait, sure. I do want to to circle back on one thing. So you don't think based on whether I'm sitting or standing or watching a game through the window at a bar or sitting down at a table in the bar, you don't think that I have control over what's going on? <laughs> I mean, you might. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's possible, but <laughs> Shoot. I'm a probabilities girl. That is a low probability <laughs> event right there. <laughs> I, was in, I was in the bathroom for that Unless last offensive Aaron Rogers drive. throwing the ball and you're like just simply like moonlighting as another person, but you're actually Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball in that moment, then then we can talk about where you're watching it from actually matters because you know, arm angles, actual velocity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in the bathroom for that last offensive drive. I gotta go back again. Call me. Hey, knock on the door when they've scored again. Oh, God. oh my mother, my my Italian mother. We went to my my closest my close friend in college is Matthias Kiwanuka, who was a defensive end for the New York Giants. Okay. We went to a game where he played in Detroit and he got hurt. As we were walking out, she went in the bathroom, came back out, threw her shirt away. Luckily, she was wearing a jacket over it. But she's like, it's all my fault. It's this shirt. And we're like, got it. So my mom caused an injury that's, from the stands. Yeah, that's I would yeah. never think anything like that. I might have looked for the, a hat that I wore the last time a team played. I, might... I didn't wash my Lions sweatshirt. I didn't wash it on. <laughs> it's fine. It's is, that, is that true? <laughs> you, even, you even know. Oh, you can wash it for next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. couple of specifics before general you think that 
you know, the thing I mentioned before, I mean, I, I know this is reductive. It's almost embarrassing to say these things in front of you, but you know, the two teams played four years ago, obviously a number of the same people involved. I think the coaches both being involved again and having the same experience of preparing for a Super Bowl for two weeks against the other coach. I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. Many of the same players, but as Kansas I mean, ma- 17 players that haven't played in a Super Bowl. I know it's not the same as the one four years ago, but that's 17 players that haven't. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the li- If the Lions were playing it, what would it be? Like 57? Well, Jared Goff has played in a Super Bowl. Like maybe, maybe three. Right. Over under would be set at three players. I haven't seen the. I don't. I haven't looked at the roster in terms of Super Bowl, but that's where I'd set it. Right. Could probably be under two. Um. Do you? But obviously, there's Christian McCaffrey this time around. There's also uh, Mister Not Irrelevant anymore, uh, Brock Purdy. But to me, a significant difference is the Chiefs' defense is no longer irrelevant what do you what do you think about this time around with the vaunted uh 49er offense against this new look chiefs defense which i don't know where you had them this that would be interesting i couldn't find a list where the chiefs were not in the top five and most of them had them number two this year Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think they're probably three-ish two for me as well it's it's hard for me to i'll have to look go back and look but Top five for sure. Absolutely top four for sure. The interesting part in this game will be the yards after the catch for the Niners because Niners, that's what they do. Past two seasons, they've led in that metric on a per reception basis, 6.7 yards per reception. That is a lot. 2.1 of those are yards after the catch over expected. So that is a stat that I like because it kind of makes you like, like it's like a war sort of metric for it's better when it's for position groups like yards after the catch over expected. It's not quite as amazing on an individual player basis because whatever, but, but as a blended group, it's, it's actually pretty instructive. So there, I mean, 6.7 a ton and the chiefs defense, they are second best at limiting such yards. So they're really good tacklers. They're understanding where they're supposed to be. They're strategic with their blitzing. Sure. They do it at a top six rate in the league, but it's strategic. So they're not getting a blitz and then just not getting home, right? Like they're blitzing in times either, you know, a predictable passing down or something where they get a pressure. For example, in this game, I would look at the right side of the offensive line for the 49ers. I mean, we saw Aiden Hutchinson from the Lions lineup against there. And then, you know, George Kittle like smoked him a couple of times, but, that, but it's still like, that's the side of the line that they're going to need to account for. But it's really their their ability to, especially at the intermediate level, just kind of find that area right in between where those rushers go and where the you know the safeties are in the back because the corners are very good and both Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie in the red area get even better. So don't get the compressed field. They they need to rely on Yak. They that's that will be the to me that's the the one thing if if the Niners win it's because they've got a lot of Yak. That's why. I love that. Yak. It's, it's yards after catch. I love that. Um, yeah, it's funny. You, I mean, it's not funny at all. I don't know why I use that. That was just like me trying to think of a word to say. But like McCaffrey, Debo, even Kittle. Yeah, you, you, when you see their plays or when you, when you think about them, mm-hmm. you, it's just like they just make people miss. They just make people miss one, two, 12. Yep. There's only 11 players on defense, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, sometimes yeah fun, but they're really usually. <laughs> that's, that is, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, Brock, mm-hmm. he has, well, certainly the second half of the Detroit game, he, mm-hmm. he put on a, a pretty impressive performance. Doesn't appear, however, to be dominating start to finish as he was during the regular season. You think he's going to be tight? What do the numbers say about that? I think it's going to be a tighter game. I think, I mean, I can tell you who I have winning. I mean, I've done all my, I've done my homework already. You have. Um, I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously if there is some weird injury that, you know, if something really strange happens, this would all potentially change, but 
despite Brock, I and and these two things can be true at the same time. I think Brock Purdy is a is a good quarterback, and I think he's a long term great solution. My it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that Kansas City's offense is going to dominate San Francisco's offense. And that's more where I fall. I think hopefully, and I do have a, a pretty healthy scoring game, but I think that the Chiefs, to me, it's, it's going to be hard to outwit the Chiefs in this chess game, especially since, and I would say this to Kyle Shanahan and people sitting right here, sometimes at the end of games, look what happens if he's trailing in fourth quarters. It's not a pretty number. And sometimes in the end of the game, like he's like, let's run. And you're like, no, it's a pass. Like, you know, he, he just, the, the strategy doesn't work. And it's not, a, and this has, honestly, it's nothing to do with Brock Purdy. It's not because I think Brock Purdy is going to go out there and like not and throw, what did he throw against the Ravens? Like four interceptions. No, that, that ain't it. It's just more, I think, Patrick Mahomes in this situation and more Isaiah Pacheco because, I think that's where they're going to get those burst yards. Go watch what happened on first down with the Lions game or with your guy Aaron Jones in the Packers game the week before. It's those first downs on first downs where you can really, the, the Niners can get got. They can get got on those. And as unsexy as that sounds, that to me is a far more instructive way to live than to say, hey, we need to rely on not confusing Brock Purdy for four quarters because, by the way, Steve Spagnuolo is expert at that. By the way, did you know it's the 15th anniversary of the David Tyree head thing where Steve Spagnuolo was a defensive coordinator? I, I don't know. I just thought, thought of that the other day. I was like, wow, it's been – that's crazy. Spags was a coordinator in that Super Bowl too. Insane. He, he beat Tom Brady, who right. was undefeated that year. So you got to give Spags a little bit of credit right there. Wow. You got the Chiefs winning a close one, eh? I do. Yeah. I do. Which is the under, you know, he, they're not favored. Me too. <gasps> Me too. Winning. I don't know. Is that, I, that's either, that's either winning, twinning, or we're, we're both going to be wrong. I mean, one way or the other, that we're, <laughs> at, the other. we're at least, we're at least on the same team. Well, I am hoping for a big game from my fellow SMU Mustangs hail to the red and the blue, the Mustangs of SMU, Rashi Rice, having a very nice little postseason. I'm hoping it continues. And so wait, I want to give you my low key. I like Rashi Rice. Okay. But I think my low key, like if you want to think about, I'm going to use the word alternate MVPs, perhaps not quarterbacks or Christian McCaffrey, because those two would, those three would right. seem the most obvious. Yes. I think I think there could be a, a world where Isaiah Pacheco happens to run rough shot. And not that I, I don't I don't think it's super likely, but I think it's I think there's value there. Okay. Picking up and putting down. Because oh, I like I, that. because I look if, if you're gonna say I believe the Chiefs win, and part of the way the Chiefs win is to keep the ball out, you gotta keep the ball on this side. We both think there's gonna be a, a decent amount of points scored. Okay. So then what, what do you, what do you do if you're Andy Reid strategically, you run the football right. or you use the short passes that we've seen. And that's where, cause you're not going to pass into Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw. Uh-uh, that isn't going to happen, but you can on outside zone runs, which is hilariously like a Kyle Shanahan special <laughs> outside zone runs. That's how they can make them like not very happy. I like it. I like it a lot. We will we will see you in Las Vegas very, very soon. Thank you so much for your insight. Uh, I just put a million dollars on Pacheco to win the MVP. The odds were incredible. I hope that was smart. If not, again, it's your fault. I mean, it's totally my fault. And if you win, I'll let you pay off my student loans. No big deal. <laughs> Actually, if I if I were to make that bet, I would pay I would pay off your student loans, even though after today, I know that you have 87 degrees. I would still pay I'm off. I'm only paying for two of them still. <laughs> I got one done. <laughs> uh, Cynthia, thank you so much. I will see you in Vegas. Woo-hoo! See you very soon. Safe travels. Stay out of this rain. You too. Thank you, Cynthia, for joining me. I will see you in Vegas. We're gonna well, we're gonna have an interesting week 
to say the least. And uh, everybody, you heard it here first. The Chiefs in a high-scoring close game over the 49ers. Again, we're both right or we're both wrong. Listeners, thank you so much for indulging me with story time with Brian today. And uh, enjoy the game. Good luck in whatever way you choose to watch. And I will see you next week for another, well, it's going to be an amazing episode. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our senior producer is Diego Tapia. Our producers are Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by the one and only Creed Bratton. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.